0: Hey beautiful people, welcome to It's the Breakdown Podcast with Dee Malone. I am Dee Malone. And first off, I want to thank you for joining me today. Breakers! I am so grateful for this community that God is building here. Week after week, we get to grow together. And I know you could be anywhere else, but you are here with me and boy am I glad. So, shall we begin? So get ready to write all of this down because today's lesson is titled Into Me See Intimacy with God and as we journey together through this lesson I pray that it blesses and touches us in ways that increases our desire to be even more intimate with God and please know that as I minister to you I am ministering to myself now Let us bow our heads in prayer. Father God, we thank you so much for being, God, awesome in power. We thank you for keeping your hands on us, Lord God. And right now in this moment, we just want to say thank you. So Father, I ask that you let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Decrease me and increase you that you alone get the glory. Touch every set of ears, every heart, every mind that we are receptive to what you have to say to us on today. And Lord God, we bless your word and we know that your word shall do what it is set out to do. And so we thank you, Lord God, and we ask that you forgive us of our sins so that in this space, as we have gathered here today, that we get exactly what it is that the Holy Spirit wants to impart in us. Holy Spirit. We welcome you into this space. We thank you, God, for this opportunity. We thank you for loving us so much that you wanted to have an intimate relationship with us. All these things we ask and we bless in your name, Jesus. Amen. Now let us turn our Bibles to James chapter 4 verse 8. And I'm going to be coming from the New King James Version. And it says, Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his holy word. So I want to give a little context to Uh, this scripture here what God is saying is come close to him and he will come close to us so wash your hands and purify your hearts basically our loyalty is divided and so the scriptures before this is telling us that we can't be friends with the world and then be friends with God that makes us God's enemy And the reason being is the world is full of sin and it's the enemy's space for the time being. So when we love the world and the things in it, we have no space for God in our hearts. And God wants to keep us from being destroyed because we are his. And he's a jealous God. He wants us all to himself. See, God offers life, but the enemy offers death. And when we come close and stay close, we show that our loyalty is to God. And in that, he cleanses and purifies us through his son, Jesus. I mean, let's be honest. No one wants anyone that's their friends to, for their loyalty to be divided. Nobody wants that. So let's look at the definition of what intimacy is. It is a close familiarity and usually affectionate, loving, personal relationship with another person or a group. It's a closeness between people, a tight bond. Intimacy requires participation from two or more people, i.e. like a small group, right? We have an intimate setting. People who are willing to share all of the parts of themselves openly. One can't be willing to share while the other one isn't, nor is the other one interested in knowing truly who the other person is. Someone is going to end up missing out and we don't want to miss out on, on what God wants to do in us, through us, you know, and for us. And I believe God is calling us to look into him and see, see who he is for ourselves seek intimacy with him, alone time with him. I know we've heard this before, but I believe someone needs a reminder and that this may be new to somebody. Maybe he's saying, really look into me and he wants to help us do that. So here we are today. And so in order to get close to anyone, it takes communication, vulnerability, openness, trust we got to be able to be mask-free, be authentic and genuine, be ourselves. God allows us to be ourselves in a mask-free space. And I'm not talking about, you know, your mask that we're wearing for COVID. I'm talking about in taking off the face that is is the cover-up face. No, allowing the real you and I to stand up. You know why God whispered to Elijah on that mountain? It's because he wanted Elijah to know that he was close and to get Elijah to lean in. See, when someone wants to whisper, you know, a secret to us or whatever, don't we have to lean in to hear it? Well, God wants us to lean in to hear him, to draw near, and he will draw near to us so we can hear him whisper and intimacy requires intentionality. Remember we said that one-on-one time alone? Well, guess what, we have to be intentional about making that time for and with him. Let's make a date with God daily and don't stand him up. Let's create space by clearing out the debris in our minds and in our hearts, by sharing it with him, leaving it at his feet And making room for him in our daily schedules. We got to put him on the calendar. Because we make time for everything else we want. And for the people we desire to be close to. But for some strange reason we look at God differently. We don't always put him first. We talk to him when it's convenient. Kind of like in a drive-by way. But we don't truly sit and listen to what he has to say. And so... Question, how do we get to know him if we aren't truly putting in the time? Intimacy requires commitment, diligence, and sacrifice. Intimacy needs for us to have humility as well. We can't get close if we're puffed up with pride. We must humble ourselves before the Lord. And if we look at 2 Chronicles 7.14, James 4.7, and then James 4.10, what? He's telling us, listen, be humble, humble yourself. Seek my face, pray, come before me with humility because that is what he honors. He doesn't, he, he opposes the proud. And so humility Prayer and seeking his face are also all key factors to intimacy with God. But intimacy leads to access to the throne. The ability to go to the father through the son. It's kind of like having a VIP access card. All access paths. That's what we have with God. And now listen, I get how sometimes... There's some words that are swirling around in our minds that we might be hearing from the enemy about how sinful we are. And he throws our past in our face, making us feel like we are too filthy to get close to God. Or we think that we have to be perfect to have that close, intimate relationship as if somehow we can hide who we are from God. I think we kind of hear access Dunard. Well, great news. God is not asking for us to be perfect, nor to clean ourselves up. He's done that. He doesn't want us striving for perfection because that makes us rely on works and deeds and not our relationship with him. It makes us rely on self and that makes us self righteous. We're looking to clean ourselves, that we're looking to make ourselves be saved. No, he makes us and made us righteous, not we ourselves. We have access. So the next time the enemy tries to say that our access is denied, we can tell him he's a liar and say, we have access, access granted. And intimacy is will happen when we come out of that agreement with the enemy and understand believe and walk in the truth that we are saved by the blood of Jesus who took on our sins and set us free our sins have been nailed to the cross and so if we pray the prayer of salvation found in Romans chapter 10 verse 9 through 10 we are saved we have been accepted and so long as we have accepted the lord and savior as our personal savior then we are saved we are new and when he created us we were clean and when christ came he made us holy and without fault in his eyes so guess what we can't connect and rest in god if we're still believing that we're in our old sinful nature that we're not new cleansed justified redeemed and freed if we're still living in our last mistake we will find it hard to pray and be vulnerable with him but in hebrews 10:22 he says let us draw near to god with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. So when we sin, because we will sin, listen to what 1 John 1.9 says, but if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. Now, that's not free reign to go around just sinning and sinning and sinning. No, when we end to him, we won't have that desire to continually sin. Like David, David said, I will hide your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't feel remorse for sinning. It means we don't live in that. We don't stay in the guilt and the shame. He's pulled us out of that. But what it does say is that he is forgiving, he is loving, faithful, and just. And his word shows us just how wonderful his heart is for us and how amazing his character is. We see more evidence of his character revealed in our trials and tribulations. I mean, even in our mistakes. But that's only if we have on our spiritual eyes. Now, I don't know about you, but I've heard it said that the test of a true friend is in the hard times. Well, Jesus proves to be that friend when we see into him. He promised to never leave us nor forsake us, correct? And then he calls us friend, right? Well, remember when the disciples ran into that storm? Guess who showed up? And whenever we have a problem... And we call on him, all we got to do is give him a minute and he'll show up again. If not immediately, I mean, just all depends. But God allows us to go through some things so that he can show up and show out for us. See, he wants us to see how much he loves us and he wants us to love and glorify him. Love, I believe, is the greatest reward in getting to know God. We experience it. We walk in it. We bask in it. And we overflow with it. We were saved because of it. It's because he loved us so much, loves us so much, that he wants us to have this relationship with him. In his presence, there's love and the fullness thereof. Because God is is love and we'll learn how to love others and ourselves in his love and as we're getting to know him it gives us confidence right like when we get to know some people and we begin to trust them why because we get to see how they move and operate that shows us their character and we can trust them with our thoughts and our hearts and we know that they won't fumble them because we've learned to trust them by being with them, by watching and listening and participating in the relationship with them. Well, God is looking for us to trust him in that way with all that we have. And when we learn to trust him, we can relax and be still and know that he is God. We won't have to stress out trying to figure any and everything out because in our time with him, he assures us it's handled, he got it. And even if there's silence, we can trust the trustworthy because of his character and his track record. He knows the plans he has for us. He never said we needed to know the plan, nor did he say we need to create our own plan. All we have to do is follow his lead. And I truly believe that when he goes silent, it's to get us to wait on him. It's a trust-building exercise, an into-me-see moment, an opportunity for us to draw near and to lean in. And if we remember, Isaiah 40, 31 says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. So intimacy leads to renewal. It's identification. We find out who we are when we get to know more about who he is. We know who we are in him in our intimate moments, in this intimate relationship that we are in with him. Intimacy leads to transformation, revelation, healing, joy, vision, restoration, and strength. When we go and be alone with Him, we go to be poured into. Jesus did it. He didn't rely on the disciples to pour into Him and refill what He poured out, He went back to the Father. And we can follow Jesus' lead and do the same exact thing. When we need to be restored, when we need to be refilled, poured into, we go right back into our secret place with God and he will do all of that for us. God wants us to see how great, how dependable, how reliable, how caring, comforting, protecting, giving gracious, merciful, compassionate, creative, powerful, and sovereign he is. He wants us to see all of the beauty that is in him. But I want you to know something. What he wants us to also see is what he is not. He's not a bully. He's a gentleman. And what he will not do is force intimacy with us. He says, I knock at the door, if you hear my voice and let me in, then I will dine with you and you will dine with me and we will share a meal together. But he lets us choose. Do we ever want someone to be forced to spend time with us? Do we want someone to feel forced to love us? No, right? Well, God neither. For that, he could have made us into robots. But he gave us free will to choose him, not the things of the world. He says, choose life. Choose me. He wants authentic, genuine love. He doesn't want a forced relationship with us. None of us want forced relationships at all. And I believe he made the grandest of gestures to show us just how much he desired an intimate relationship with us. And we all know this, right? Because we've already said this throughout this podcast. It's by sacrificing his one and only son. That was so that we could have a relationship. Because once Adam and Eve bit that apple, our relationship had been severed and God was saying man I miss my children I want them back so I'm going to do what I have to do to restore it and thank you Jesus that he sacrificed his life so that we could have a restored relationship with the father and we know that we get to go to him as much as we want unlike people he doesn't find us annoying when we want alone time with him He says, keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking. He also tells us to pray without ceasing. Why? Because he wants us to continually come to him. He enjoys our company and he never gets tired of spending time with us alone. And when we get into true intimacy with him, we won't want to leave his presence either. Like when we're with God family or friends or a significant other and we're having a good time you know no one wants to leave because what we don't want the good time to end and that's how it is when we're having that intimate moment with God and so I can't forget this that so much of who God is we will find in his name when we get close to people don't we create names for them Don't we create cute little nicknames for our significant other? Well, God has so many names that speak of who he is. And at certain times in our relationship with him, we can refer to him as one or more of these names according to how we see him in that space. And as we see into him, we get to know his names. Hagar calls him Elroy. But God who sees me. She was the mistress to Sarah. I remember Sarah forced sort of, kind of, her and, and Abraham to have this child. And now Ishmael is here and Sarah's upset. And so Sarah begins to mistreat Hagar. And in Hagar being mistreated, she ran away. And while she's running away and she's like in the wilderness, God sees her and he says where are you going and he told her to go back and in that space she says wow you are the God who sees me and she realized God indeed sees her and she was obedient and she went back so that we'll find in Genesis 16 13 and now here are a few of the names that we can call him in our moments alone with him. Yahweh, which is Lord, I am, which we know when we heard that when Moses was uh, standing in front of the bush and he was getting given his instructions. And he was like, well, who am I supposed to say sent me? And God says, I am. Tell them that I am sent you. Then we have Adonai, my master. L. El- Which is the Creator, Great God. El Shaddai, my supplier. Jehovah, which is my Lord, my God. Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Jehovah Rapha, which is my healer. Jehovah Shalom, my peace. Jehovah Nisi, my banner. Jehovah Makadesh, which is my sanctifier. And Jehovah Sidkenu, which is my righteousness. Those are just a few I wanted to share with you. You can find the others as you seek intimacy with him on your own. (laughs) So that might be your homework. Find out the other names of God. And so now as I get ready to go, I would like to leave you with some ways that I find to be intimacy builders. One Bible reading. Yes, this is where we learn most about him. This is where we're able to recognize him everywhere else. And so before we even read, let us ask him, what is it that you want me to read, Lord God? Just for that day. And then we listen and we go where he leads us. The deeper we go into him, the more we love, trust, honor, and obey him second thing is prayer. Prayer in our secret places. This is our time to just talk to him and be honest, open, vulnerable with him. Let him talk to us back though. We talk, but we can't hog all the conversation time. We got to sit and listen and let him talk back to us. Number three, journaling to God it's like writing him a letter daily when we journal we get to clear up some space we get everything out right and I believe that when we journal to God and when we talk to him in that space on those times when the words won't come out of our mouths we're helping ourselves we're clearing out this space and we're giving everything and putting it all on the altar we're letting him have all of what's in our hearts and in our minds. And then he can transform it because he says he wastes no thing. So when we sit in quiet and we wait for him to respond, we can write down exactly what he says. Now, if we pay attention to the Bible, we notice that when Jesus speaks, it's in red. So I've been taught to use two different color inks in pen, one black or blue, and then one red. And this way, when he speaks, we write down what he says in red. And the fourth, the creativity, the creative space, whether it's painting, coloring, crafting, fishing, whatever it is that you do in your quiet time, that's your gifting, be alone with him in that space. Invite him in and enjoy the time together. So thank you again for being with me on this journey. And I pray that it has been as great of a time today for you as it has been for me. So now let us give thanks to God for this time in prayer as we close do know that we begin with prayer to invite him in and we close with prayer to seal in what the Holy Spirit has shared and taught us. So let us bow our heads. Father God, we thank you so much for this opportunity to hear what you have to say to us. We thank you, Lord God, for your teachings. We thank you for the reproof. We thank you for the edification. We thank you, God, that you love us so much that you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross and to restore the relationship with us. We thank you, Lord God, for you being God and God alone. We thank you for your mercy, your grace. We ask you, Lord God, that you would Fill us with your wisdom, understanding, because you said in all thy getting, get understanding. And so we ask you for understanding. We ask you for clarity, Lord God. And we ask you, Lord God, for revelation. Then I ask you, Lord God, to continue to transform us to look more like you and less like the world. And all these things, we give you thanks. We give you glory. We give you praise. In your name, Jesus. We pray, Amen. Amen. Be blessed, but more importantly, be a blessing. And by all means, subscribe to this podcast if you have not already. And please follow me on Instagram. It is IMD Malone. That's D by itself, no E E, M A L O N E. I love you. And I look forward to being with you again, Lord willing, next week. So have a good one.